This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Eric Branson, and with me as always is my good friend and co-host, Joe Peterson. How's it going, Joe? It's going good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's, uh... Yeah, monster movies. <laughs> monster movies. It's been more monster movies. Monster movie. Mini monster movie mayhem. Is that what we're going to call it? I was going to say, if people haven't caught on yet that we record these things like all in a block, like... We always give like, here's everything that's going on with my life and the weather, and here's the you know great stuff I'm doing, and in, in like the first episode of the block, and then the next two are like, uh, yeah, good. Let's talk yeah, about the movie. <laughs> still good. Everything's still the same. <laughs> Nothing has changed in the last forty minutes. But like, because I'm not willing to make you know future predictions about my life at this point. So, so. I guess I do have something I could bring up. Uh, so what, like a month and a half ago or something, uh, we started subscribing to Hulu so we could start watching oh, yeah. more of the movies and, and you know starting to finally catch up on some some TV shows that uh, I've been wanting to see. And just last night, we started um, watching the the Fox series, The Exorcist. Oh right, okay. I kind of and, forgot that existed, but yeah, they shot. Yeah, that, they shot parts of that a block and a half away from my old place in Chicago. So like, well, yeah, and it all it all takes place in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and it's actually really good. I'm I'm really enjoying it so far, and I, I only bring it up. I mean, they watch a lot of weird shit, but I really bring it up specifically because we did our two part yeah, series a, a while ago about the uh, Ex- Exorcist prequels, which did involve talking about a bit about the other Exorcist films. Uh, I just read the book within the last year, mm-hmm. um, and and so just kind of a little update. Like, yeah, here's another Exorcist thing that's out there that does does tie in um, to the first film. Um, but yeah, I, I would. Uh, so far, I'm only a few episodes in, but I, I would actually recommend it. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, I'd I'd be interested in checking it out. I read some some early like good reviews of that and it like a lot of television series like as the series went on i think people kind of and i don't know where you're at and i don't even know enough about it to spoil anything but supposedly there's some stuff that happens that people weren't real happy with but i don't know whatever uh, well i think it only lasted two seasons or something i know we don't have much yeah i'm not even did it even get a second like i don't know like i think there's two seasons i think there are two seasons but i don't know about a third i don't know i'll find out when in a couple episodes, when I get to the end of the first season, if there's nothing else, then I guess so. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've been enjoying that. I've also been uh, we've been watching The Strain, which I listened to the audiobook while I was out in the field this year and absolutely yeah. loved it. And so I've been watching that show, which has been pretty good. That's um, one that's been on my list for books wise. Like I've for yeah. years, I would yeah, and I haven't ever gotten to it, but I will someday. Well, maybe. I, and I would totally recommend the audiobook because it's read by Ron Perlman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. Which is awesome. So, so yeah, I I uh, definitely recommend that one. But otherwise, for movies, it's it's pretty much been been these little mini monster things. So I'm, I'm yeah, 
I got out and get actually saw the... a movie at theater the other day, which was cool. I saw the new Rob Zombie flick, Three from Hell. Um, oh, yeah. Which was... We'll, we'll maybe spend some time reviewing some of his work later on, so I don't necessarily want to go like... And, and also, it's like... I have a complicated relationship with some of his movies, and I feel like I want to watch it again before I give my like definitive like review on it. But I was kind of middling on it. Like, it certainly got some cool. Like, it it wasn't a waste of time or anything. It just um, I didn't like it as well as I thought I might. But let's just say that. Yeah, one, that's one, all I'll put on we, the record for now. But yeah, we were we were talking about it a little bit earlier this past week. I know, and it's one of the things I read uh, a review of that said same kind of thing. Like, yeah, it's got some you know good things about it, but it feels eerily similar to devil's rejects like in its in a lot of ways in its formula like it's kind of the same story in a way uh it is and it it echo like a lot of the even like just kind of the the events and the way the film plays out it echoes a lot of that and i'm sure that was kind of intentional on his part but it it, i guess what i what i was kind of looking for is like the drastic difference between house of a thousand corpses and the devil's rejects like that Mm -hmm. um just kind of this idea that you can take these same set of characters and do this like totally like this kind of like neo-western yeah um movie um and i was kind of hoping like this was going to be like i knew it was kind of about a jailbreak and kind of the general consensus of what it what it was and i was thinking oh okay well they could do you know do another shift and just make this kind of like he could could do this totally cool kind of cult prison women's prison type thing i was thinking and, and he kind of touches on some of that stuff but i don't know it's it ends up being kind of the devil's rejects part too so it's um, yeah yeah well yeah i'll have to give it a watch and then we'll uh yeah we'll, if, if you're a fan of, of, of those other films or his films and in, in general like he's 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 a very distinctive director and i like his style so there's a lot to like about it but um I don't know, and have, I'll get raked over the coals for that one. He's kind of a divisive person to be a fan of, but in general, I've liked his movies. So, but tonight we're going to be wrapping up our <laughs> oh, mini yeah, monster one. film. Uh, yeah, just get it over with. Um, <laughs> with uh, so this is a film. I just want to say right off the bat, I recommended this one when we were like, let's do a mini monster thing. I mentioned this one. This is something I caught on cable TV. At some point when I was a kid and watched it a lot, really liked it, thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and uh, it just goes to show that children have terrible taste. Um, wow. We're talking about the 1980s. Don't be too hard on yourself. There's no... <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so it's got some things going for it, right? Like, it's produced by Roger Corman. Uh-huh. It, stars, it stars Harvey Corman, different Corman, but Harvey Corman. Uh, you might know from yes. Blazing Saddles and K. other films. Uh, This is the 1987 comedy horror film, Munchies. Sweetwater, a new and inviting desert community. Violation! This is going to be a great day. Filled with kind and loving families. But I am your stepson. I know, I was treated you like it was, didn't I? With mature and responsible teenagers. And then, one day... Did you hear something? Something odd appeared. Exactly what they are is uncertain. I'm South American cockroach dad. I'm out of here. Their origins are somewhat hazy. It's an alien. Amigo? Maybe an illegal alien. And while their manner can be quite charming... So cute. Can't we take him out of the bag now? Their habits can be a little bizarre. Palma? 
Yay, munchies. This is this happens to be another one I saw, like when it was newish, so um that's that's two out of three of these things, so that's not not yeah. too bad for me. So the the basic plot of this one is um archaeologist space archaeologist. Simon yes. Waterman. In other words, in other words, he's the guy from Ancient Aliens, right? Yeah, <laughs> I was um, gonna say. I think they are the same guy, actually. He yeah. aging backwards, I guess. Yeah. Discovers a munchy little monster creature in a cave in Peru, and he brings it back home. And his evil twin brother Cecil Waterman, played by Harvey Corman, uh, kidnaps it. He's a, he's this evil snack food entrepreneur. <laughs> Yeah, snack um, food amongst other things. Yeah. yeah, they they name by the way they name the little munchie Arnold. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and uh, yeah, Simon's son Paul and his girlfriend Cindy are supposed to be watching it, and the munchie gets kidnapped. And apparently, when you cut these things apart, they spawn new munchies, and very similar to Gremlins. This one's probably a, definitely remote yeah. Gremlins. I was gonna say um, this one out of all of them, and I think I hinted that yeah. next week. This one's yeah. the one that is a bit of a this rip is the off one. of Gremlins. But oh it's yeah, almost, because you, it's almost a parody more than it's a rip off. It, it, it is. I mean, you start out with the first with Arnold, right? He's he's ugly but kind of cute. He's you know does cute things. Yeah, and then and he's funny, when, and he's and he's funny. He's generally harmless. Things. Like, yeah. Oh, he he does talk just like Howie Mandel did this cute little high pitch voice for Gizmo and Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got you know a cute little high pitch voice for Arnold in this one. Though the cool thing is that um, I believe it's Fred Welker as the voice of this Munchie. Who, nah. if you're not familiar with his name, uh, he's been he's a very famous voice actor. Um, the Scooby Doo franchise. He and and Fred Jones. He's we did Scooby and Fred. In the animated franchise films, um, oh, okay, yep. He also is the voice of Soundwave and Megatron in the Transformers franchise, and Nibbler on Futurama. Oh, so yeah. Emmy award-winning <laughs> voice actor is is, is, is Arnold is, the Munchie. Is Arnold the Munchie? All the Munchies um, probably. Uh, there's uh, Fred Newman also does a voice of one of the Munchies too. It's another um, another actor. He's just a, like on Prairie Home Companion and things like that. Um, I mean, did the Munchies when yeah. they get going, like Arnold originally has this cute little gizmo kind of voice, but when they yeah. when they actually like spawn and start kind of running wild and uh, around town in the in the car and causing trouble everywhere, they they kind of start having this like kind of Cheech Marin thing going about the way they yeah. talk, right? Like that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've got weird little accents, and you know, they're 
they're drinking beer and they're attacking people and harassing people and you know speeding down the road in a car and they're eating junk food and they're basically they're just small town teenagers yeah they're sexually harassing women and it's so basically they're just small town teenagers yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. And, and I do want to mention, though, that the girlfriend, Cindy, is played by Nadine Vanderveld, who we mentioned yes. last week, who played uh, the sister in in uh, Critters, is the girlfriend in this. Which is mm-hmm. funny, because as I'm watching this, I'm like, God, she looks familiar. Oh, yeah, I saw her in a movie last week. Yeah, so, I actually did the same thing. I was like, oh, where have I seen her before? And it's yeah. like, oh, that's embarrassing. You saw her, like, two days ago in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> But she, yeah, and, it, and she's done a lot of like soap opera stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, Critters and Munchies, and I guess she did a few episodes of uh, Silver Spoons and Alfred Hitchcock Presents and Jag and stuff like that. But hmm. you know, nothing really over the last. Yeah, not not much. Well, I guess she's been a producer lately. Yeah. Yeah, she's been. Well, I know the first thought stuff. I had as Munchies was getting going, and they had the first scene when they're in like South America or whatever, and finding the the Munchie. Um, is like you think that's the same set they used for Prehistoria? Did they just have that thing sitting behind, like it's sitting somewhere it, in storage? It probably was. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Exactly I really the same be surprised. To me. Like, yeah. and, uh, I I bet it is. It, yeah, it looks it, way. The only too thing similar. is, this is Corman, and the other one's Charles Band. But who knows? You know, maybe maybe they lend each other stuff. You know, I wouldn't have, be. Have, that would not be ever, shocking to me whatsoever. Have they ever worked on anything together? I don't know off the top of my head. I certainly wouldn't be shocked. I mean, they have to have crossed paths many times in their careers. But I mean, they pretty much make the same kind of film, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do want to mention that there are two uh, sequels, technically, to this Munchie yeah. singular yeah. and Munchie Strikes Back, which have absolutely nothing to do with this movie except for the title. Yes, the, the two other Munchie movies are about a as wikipedia calls it an impish wish-granting creature named munchie has nothing at all to do with it um and they both happen to be directed by um friend of the show i say that because i'm facebook friends with him i don't actually know him personally but jim wynorski which i always screw up your name i am so sorry um but yeah a a fan of his work i've not seen munchie or munchie's what is it strikes back is it strikes back munchie munchie strikes back yeah yeah so anyway. i haven't i haven't seen them either they're they look like they're more kids movies though technically when munchies came out it was kind of a kids movie too in a weird way um i mean i saw it as a kid i mean i look back at it now and i'm like well this is kind of questionable but um it's this <laughs> it's a movie that like I saw as a kid and I loved it. I saw as a teenager and I hated it. I like hated myself for like remembering it as being a good movie and like recommending it to people and then kind of like sitting in embarrassment in this group of friends that I mm. kind of forced to watch Munchies. And then yeah, coming back that. to it again now, I don't know. I, I, I it's not I wouldn't say it's a good movie, but I had fun watching it. It's funny. Um Harvey Corbin's great in this actually. He's he's really over the top in both of his performances which but i mean that's what he does he's a sketch comic actor right i mean what known for what is that uh carol burnett show is that what he's and uh and then like yeah. Blazing saddles obviously and um but yeah it's kind of what he does right and he his cecil his character um that he is mostly in this film is you know one of a great over the top character i don't know like the the character's 
again, we're back into like Ghoulies territory where nothing, I don't think anybody's taking any of this seriously. This really is more than a Gremlins ripoff. This is a Gremlins parody, I think, um, more than anything. And I don't know, they have some great scenes. The scenes with um, Cecil and his wife and the sheriff and the sheriff's son are some of the funniest moments in this film. Um, oh, the yeah. young teenage couple that are kind of the quote unquote main characters of this movie aren't really that interesting uh because they're they're not maybe it's that they're not memorable like they're just not funny characters everyone else is so like over the top and they're doing i don't know it's almost like you know it is almost like sketch comedy in a way because it's like each little like bit in the truck or um yeah whatever but the main characters don't really get in on that at all they're not funny at all they're like the straight characters and it kind of hurts things a little bit that it, it, it's centered around their uh yeah story but it, it is and and they're they're the ones who who's from one scene to the next their actions don't make a lot of sense like there's uh first of all there's a lot of one thing i do like about this movie is there's a lot of a lot of uh characters or actors and actresses in this that went on to do other stuff right maybe mm-hmm. not not huge things but you know they, they have uh you know you'd recognize them from other things you know like harvey corman like nadine vanderveld but more specifically like that you mentioned the character of uh, the, the sheriff like big ed that's hardy rawls so yeah. he was the dad on Pete and Pete from Nick on Nickelodeon, <laughs> um, and he was also from like 2003 for a couple of years. He was all lonely on the Maytag the Maytag repairman commercials, the Maytag commercials. Oh right, <laughs> yeah, he was that, and so like you recognized him from things before. Um, uh, Robert Picardo's in this. Yes, he is. <laughs> so if you're a Star Trek Voyager fan. Or if you remember the old movie Inner Space and stuff, you know, yeah, Robert Picardo, he's in this. Um, and uh, his, yeah, his plays car- a, a guy who runs an ice cream shop ice. with with Wendy Shawl, who plays his wife. She's yeah. been in a number of things. Batteries Not Included, The Burbs, Small Soldiers. She does the voice on American Dad, and although she was also mm-hmm. in Inner Space. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of little character things like that that's kind of funny. Everybody starts out somewhere. I will say, I, I totally agree, too, that the interaction between cecil and melvis his wife Mel- <laughs> yeah and their son or their adopted oh, son dude dude who i don't <laughs> even see listed under credits yeah but uh john stafford played dude he was great um, i mean that yeah. was my first introduction to the grateful dead as a kid was this burnout stoner hippie guy um which, in, by the in, way, in his his most known for role is uh, he was in Full Metal Jacket. Which once I see the picture, I'm like, oh wait, I remember him in, from that movie. But oh, I'll have to go uh, look that up again. Yeah, yeah, I missed that. Interesting. But... <laughs> Wouldn't have yeah. put the two together if I didn't see it. But who is he in Full Metal Jacket? He, I, I don't remember the character's name. Go look at the picture um, on his IMDb page, and you'll you'll remember. Um, oh. Well, now I got to do it on the air. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, which I'm, which I'm gonna, yeah, because you know that. But it, yeah, dude is uh, just a total stereotype, like hippie burnout, Grateful Dead. Yeah, character. you're playing Grateful Dead records, and actually, I think that's the reason he gets mad and chops the munchie up is because the munchie harms his dead records, right? Like he's breaking his. 
Holy shit. But, yeah. Full Metal yeah. Jacket. I remember that guy. Oh, yeah. damn. Just yeah. a face I remember, but he's definitely yeah. a featured. Yeah. I remember that scene. Jesus. Yeah, he <laughs> came a long way. Um, it is kind of funny to see Harvey Carman play two different people in this movie. Yep. Yeah. Um, both of which are pretty ridiculous. But I, I specifically, even to this day, remember lines that used to crack me up from this movie. Little random things like the munchies saying that, yeah, next week we should go to New Jersey. I don't know why that cracked me up as a kid. <laughs> there are some did. great lines. I wish I would have written them down. I need to start doing, like, like writing down verbatim lines because, oh, my memory's not as good as it used to be. But, yeah, there's, there's some really fantastic stuff in here. Oh, the, the scene when Cecil is uh, is driving and Melvis and Big Ed are in the van. And they're talking about how hungry they are. And so he's recommending places to stop to get them food. And they're complaining about every place they recommend. You know, this gives me gas. Oh, that gives me heartburn. Or, oh, that does this. <laughs> and at one point, Cecil gives her a can of Cheese Whiz. <laughs> and the line, Cheese Whiz makes my eyeballs itch. Just, I don't know why, but that stuck with me as a kid and all the way to this day. So when I was like, yeah, let's do Munch, he says all these funny lines. And uh, they're all right. It's got some great ones. The, like, Cecil is... Uh comes home to find his place trash dude is dead right his stepson is is dead and he i don't know he like ever look i wrote down every line in this movie is comedy gold because it is it's fantastic and um he walks over to his he's got these tropical fish that he's just like kind of obsessing over at multiple points in this film and he walks over to the tank, and they're all dead, floating on top of the tank. And he just looks at them, and then he kind of looks up off into space and goes, No one kills my tropical fish and lives. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And the way Harvey Corman does it, it's just so good. Like, he's just, I don't know, it's, he's hilarious in it. Just, um, because that's, I mean, it's just, ter- it's terrible stuff. I mean, it's, it's terrible stuff in, in a knowing way, because it's, I don't know, it's just a really funny movie. Uh, I wish the two main characters didn't suck so bad. I don't know why they decided to make them like the straight characters that don't do anything interesting and aren't funny at all. Um, Or likable or memorable or anything. Like, all the rest of the side characters in this thing are great. Like, um, Oh, yeah. Including the Munchies. The Munchies have some great lines, too. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a scene when they're... They steal a car and they're like driving little old ladies off the road and flipping people off and <laughs> you know it's 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 just I mean they do these... a lot it's obviously very gremlins oriented but mm-hmm. you know even even the line when when the character Melvis who's played by uh, um, uh, Alex Elias she's talking about like dude is her adopted son so when he dies and she's like crying about it she's like oh I just felt so bad for him at the office she just looks so ugly and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, it's man. got some great lines, and I would say I I was laughing than... so hard, like almost like rolling laughing at some at this movie while I was watching it. That I think I texted you in the middle of while I was watching it, like holy shit, I forgot this was so good. Like in a in a way, like it's one of those weird ones. It's gonna fit right in with Ghoulies. Like I would recommend this movie to like only a few people, but the few people that I would recommend this to, I think would find it just as funny as I do. So right, and I think my feelings on this one. It's funny because we're as we get close to a grade time, which is getting fairly close, I think. Um, you know, it's it's the same kind of thing where I I, I actually kind of give it like a similar grade, but for very different reasons. Like this one, you 
this is like the ideal movie for drinking games or something like that. You know, like every this time is... the munchies do something stupid or, you know, take a shot or something like that. Yeah. Um, or Melvis mentions a malady of some sort. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and just all the little commercials of Harvey Corman in it hawking his toxic waste laden, uh-huh. uh, you know, junk food and stuff. It, it, it's <laughs> pretty good. So, yeah, I mean, I would say for for a, an obvious ripoff of Gremlins. Of all of the ones we've talked the three we've talked about, this one is the ripoff of Gremlins. Um, it, it actually works on the same level that Gremlins works, but Gremlins was made with a much more detailed and delicate brush. I mean, it's Joe Dante, it's Steven Spielberg. And yeah. this, is, this is Roger Corman, so this is what happens if Roger Corman makes Gremlins. Right. It's, not perfect it's pretty ridiculous the whole opening scene of them in peru and his son is complaining the entire time it's like like i just want to go home and i'm like you're in fucking peru you're doing yeah, field work up. you can't just go home it's not like you're, you're here for the afternoon you know it was it, it just the, the dialogue is pretty ridiculous um but then it just keeps getting more and more ridiculous so i guess it all pays plays into it but I guess yeah. if you had this, to grade this one, what, what do you think? Um, Grade-wise, I think I'd give this one a C. I mean, I don't necessarily um, think this is a great film, but it's an amusing film. And like I said, like it's got so much great dialogue, and the performances from some of the characters in it are so good. Um, it's hard not to like it a little bit if you're into, like, a cult or i don't know if you're into bad movies let's just say it that way because that's pretty much the truth but it's um yeah. yeah i don't know this one was really um pleasant for me but i can't honest i can't with all good conscience give it more than a c because it's it's about a bunch of you know hand puppets with cheech Marin accents that um are wreaking havoc on you know a junk food salesman and um yeah it's uh i don't know it's a Gremlins parody, is really what it is, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. It really is. I I, I could see it being, um, being a parody. Um, yeah. Because it, it just copies it way too much. Again, with the same parallels of the monster starts out nice, and then he re- then you know they they replicate, and then they're all mean and evil, and they're wreaking havoc. They're doing some very similar things uh, that you see in in Gremlins. But then they've added this weird dimension of that they talk, and mm-hmm. they taunt you, and they say silly things, and um, I, I still yeah. don't. They give under- everyone the finger many times. I still don't understand how a small creature that you can carry in a duffel bag very easily, if it jumps on you, how you can't just throw it off of you. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that's yeah. but that's in a lot of movies but like this, like these tiny really, little monsters. Do they really kill anyone in this? I mean, they bite Robert Ricardo like three two different times which is hilarious but like they don't do a whole lot other than like cause trouble yeah you yeah, know they don't, contrary they to like critters or ghoulies who are really... both deadly um these these they're kind of just troublemakers i mean they're definitely like mean troublemakers and they'll bite you but yeah they i don't think they're killing a whole i guess they killed dude but you know yeah they kill dude yeah yeah but he's he the only casualty first, so. of this entire film actually i I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. he might be. Poor dude. Which, you know. Poor dude. Yeah. So. 
But, he's uh, not going to get to go to the, what was it called, the um, Berkeley Tie-Dye and Hacky Sack Festival, after all. So That's right. But, that's right. He had he had dreams. <laughs> Instead, he ends up in Vietnam. You know? yeah. <laughs> Maybe movie. he's not dead. He just woke up, and that's, that's the next part of this. <laughs> Cecil shipped him off years before somehow. Yeah, the timeline yeah. doesn't work, but we can... The timeline doesn't it. work at all, no, but hey. No, why not? So... Anyway, but, yeah, yeah, I'd so, give this one a C. Interest, you know. couple interesting facts that I just discovered through our like my randomly scrolling through stuff as we're talking is this was directed by Tina Hirsch, who I was not familiar with uh, by name, but when I look up what she's done, she's actually an editor who has edited quite a few successful Hollywood films, including Gremlins. But so. Mm-hmm. Um, the editor of Gremlins actually directed Munchies, um, so another connection to um, that. So, so you gotta yeah, think like the whole time. This is very much they. I mean, very much they know what they're making. It's you know, B film parody of of that film because we you have people, you know, the director was very heavily involved in the creation of Gremlins. So she also edited uh, Dante's Peak and the Airplane sequel and a bunch of episodes of The West Wing and et cetera, et cetera. She's had a pretty successful career started off with corman edited um looks like she edited death race 2000 and yeah so um yeah uh only directed two films munchies and a documentary called four decades later in 2013 um Hmm. but anyway interesting another connection to gremlins that i was unaware of until just now so that's very cool though i didn't realize about that uh, that connection that's kind of neat i would like to know because i don't want to put myself through it what the uh what the sequels are like, since they have I'll nothing watch to him. do with it. <laughs> I'll watch anything that, that Jim Jim Arnarski directs, just because it's it's him. I'll even watch you know his 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 titty movies or whatever they are. I shouldn't shouldn't probably say that on the line, but <laughs> well, but that's pretty much he he's known for really silly monster movies and softcore porn essentially. So, um, well, everybody has all, their niche. Yeah, you know. guy's got a good good sense of humor. I have a blast uh, following along with his uh, his career on Facebook and Twitter. And um, if if by any chance he would ever be listening to the show, that'd be uh, be fantastic. And I would love to um, have a conversation with him. So he, he directed one of our favorites and one of the ones we raved about out of chopping ball. Yeah, yeah, chopping mall, chopping so mall. a favorite film of both of ours, I think. So, Absolutely. or at least of that kind of genre. I, I feel right. like saying favorite films is hard sometimes because it's, yeah, I don't know, apples That's... and oranges. Sometimes you know, it's like I hate people trying to compare Citizen Kane to Chopping Mall. Like, let's just put it that way. Like, yeah, it, <laughs> right. There's no right. why. Why are you even doing that? It doesn't make any sense. Like, and... or yeah, comparing Munchies to most films. Right. Right. But... Yeah. But well, Munchies overall, is hilarious, and it's it's great for what it is. But it's that's why it gets a C, is because it's just not it's it's not actually great. It's just this is one of those like you said a beer drinking movie or drinking game movie. Like this is something I totally put on if a bunch of people are just hanging out, having a good time. Want to have something on in the background that has funny scenes, funny lines. Don't really have to follow along. It's a fun movie. Yeah, absolutely. But so, if anybody has seen Munchie or seen the sequels, Munchies or seen the sequel, Munchie and Munchie Strikes Back, we'd love to hear from you. You can shoot us an email at videojunkyardpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at videojunkpod or find us on Facebook at our main page or our Video Junkyard Podcast Facebook group. We'd love to hear from you. Any thoughts you have on the film, uh, favorite lines? 
Do you absolutely hate it? Can you appreciate the subtle comedy of such a gem? Uh, any of your questions, comments, <laughs> criticisms, or witticisms, we'd love to hear. So please reach out and let us know. And coming up on the podcast, we have um, we're going to check out the two theatrical Tales from the Crypt films, those being Demon Knight and Bordello of Blood. Also, continuing our Halloween uh, kind of theme next month, we're going to be looking at some young adult or kind of Disney esque Halloween films. You know, leave you to guess what those are, as well as um, in the months following uh some lesser lesser known works from favorite directors of ours like wes craven george romero uh we're going to return to the realm of superheroes um at some point uh before the new year as well so and that's pretty much going to close us out for this year um oh and barry linden at some point we'll get that in um yeah that's a uh, got a lot of great stuff coming up and we're we're scheduled out for a really long time so i'm not going to go into all of them but there's a lot of really right. fun stuff coming up on the podcast so hope yeah, you guys so are enjoying please, it and please uh we invite you to join us again yeah i want to thank everybody for tuning in i'm joe peterson i'm eric Branson, and no one kills my tropical fish and lives you have been listening to the video junkyard podcast I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash videojunkyardpodcast, on Twitter at videojunkpod, and on Instagram as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening, and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard. <laughs>